All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Mid Curve Podcast. It is Tuesday, May 9th at 5.16 p.m. PST, 8.16 EST, and whatever time it is, whatever part of the world you live in. My name is Funky Donk, uh, aka Gavin Purcell. I am uh, a member of Midcurve, and my background comes from mostly media and all sorts of other stuff. And I'm going to let everybody introduce themselves on this podcast. If you know us, if you're a family member and you're listening to us, if you're one of our <laughs> one of our smaller audience uh, who've gotten to be regulars on our podcast, listening to us, welcome. And uh, I'm just going to go around the table and see who we got. I'm um, actually I'm going to start with Sadie, who's not here that often, but is here today. Uh, Sadie, you want to do a quick intro for yourself before we jump in? Sure. Hey everyone, thank you for having me back. Um, I uh, work in TradFi. I'm a, I work in financial services, private equity, so I buy and sell financial services companies. And um, on the side, or really primarily at this point, I buy coins with names like Goner. <laughs> okay, great. Let's we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Eric, what about yourself? You want to introduce yourself real quick? Hey guys, uh, Eric, former ChatFi weirdo, current uh, crypto weirdo. Um, yeah. Great, Grant. Hey folks, uh, my name is Brad. I come from the traditional consulting world, and the weirdest thing i've brought i've bought this week is probably butter yeah oh i completely miss butter i it, is it gone now did it did it tank it died immediately yeah, okay. uh, yeah i have no idea i bought and sold on the same day <laughs> uh, welcome to the world of the wonderful world of the shitcoin meta uh salty what about you hey, I, I thought butter had a little life um oh, salty um uh, uh, researcher, scientist, person. Uh, I, I, you know, if it's shitcoin, we're all doing shitcoins. You got a shitcoin, but uh, just to be cool and different, um, I'm I'm on the Bitcoin shitcoin narrative. So, uh, ERC, ORD, I haven't lost this insane amount of money on it yet. Uh, somehow, you know, a little more sticking power over there. Yeah, I'm so curious about this because the one story I've heard is there's a person that we all know who seems to have made seven figures on these, and I don't fully understand what's going on in that space, so I want to dig in. But we should probably set the table here first and talk about what the fuck is happening in this space because, man, has it been insane. It has been a crazy week. Um, lots of Lots of opportunities to make money in a much weirder, much faster, in some ways, much more dangerous way than the traditional kind of way that we're used to, which I think if I were going to, if I were going to kind of like say the ways that the people in this group have made money, it's like, you know, kind of aping into alts in, in the right places, or perhaps looking for NFTs uh, that are in the right direction or new NFTs that are coming out are interesting. None of that is happening right now. Now we are buying things based entirely on their name on their Twitter handle and what the potential people buying in might look like, but maybe other aspects of it, but really it is meme season at, at the forefront. Um, and it's quite interesting. Like obviously last week we did the show, um, Turbo had just taken off, which we had talked about a little bit. And now we've had a bunch more things. Um, I think we've seen kind of a correction over the last couple of days significantly. And I think many people think that we may be at the end of this. I don't know. I, I, maybe I'll start there. Um, you know, Eric, what is your take on this? Do you think we are seeing the dying stages of the shitcoin meta and and it's over, or do you think this is going to go on for a little while longer? No, I mean, it's just becoming really, really saturated, right? Um, I think I think 
PayPay and Turbo and some of these other points like warped people's perception of reality. Uh, and so now we've gone through this game where you're like ape everything, right? All the name coins, Ben, Jim, Mike, Mark, like wh whatever, you know, um, you kind of, we're kind of just going down. This <laughs> By the way, we should, have we, have like... we fully gotten through all the men's four letter names? I think we should think about, what about Dave? Dave would be a good coin. Let's Dave, do Dave. You know, John, Steve, uh, <laughs> we're just, we're just going to go increasingly more go to increasingly more like esoteric names and by, by the end of this meta like we'll be aping into like tchaikovsky or something insane um again everything you mentioned eric seems reasonable to me that's yeah, how fucking crazy this is yeah but but it almost just feels like you know like DeFi summer you kind of were doing this like oh yeah here's the utility of this coin you know, here's here you stake it and you earn a rebase and it's the future of finance and now we kind of just stripped all the 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 pretense. There's no utility <laughs> to any of this. It's just a casino. So we're just we're kind of just gonna create like these 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 you know fast games of 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 street dice, um and and you know play them on an impromptu basis and and whoever gets fucking holding the bag left holding the bag holds holds the bag, uh and it is pure PVP. Yeah, I was going to say, the thing that I keep thinking about, I mentioned this not that long ago in the Discord, which is just it feels like the half-life of these is starting to shrink a little bit. Now, who knows? I could be completely wrong, but but it feels like things are lasting a little uh, a little less. Uh, Sadie, we talked, the last time you came on, we talked a little bit about your shitcoin abilities, and, and you're quite good at it. What are you feeling about right now in this space, and, and like, what are you looking at? It, what, do you see a world where, like, I mean, people are still making money clearly right now. I mean, Goner is, as we look, Goner is still going up. And is this a world where we're going to be able to kind of continue to participate or do you see this uh, falling off soon? Sort of have two minds about it. On the one hand, I think there's like shitcoin meta is just everything will be shitcoin meta. And to, to Eric's point, I saw a tweet what, you know, a couple weeks ago that said shitcoins are just like NFTs, but honest. <laughs> and uh, and I like that. And I think the future of this is memes. Like everything's a meme. So like, let's just make it like a guy's name and not like pretend to be the future of finance. Um, on the other hand, I think not unlike the other side mint, there have been just a ton of dollars lost to MEV and gas. And yeah. I, I have to imagine that takes a toll at some point, um, unless we feel like we're reloading participants in the space you know quicker than than that's being diluted yeah i'm really curious about that too like this idea of are are the <laughs> i always think of these like bros that have like their hands that go up and be like it's on it's on they like yell out to all the people that they yelled out to before and suddenly all these other people come rushing into the space like you know obviously pepe got up to a 1.7 billion dollar market cap turbo i think got to 200 million mong which i still can't believe mong which was a joke of a mint from like nine months ago mong has turned into was was a 200 million mark dollar market cap um have all kind of gone crazy i, I don't know grant it, it, what's your take do you feel like this is anybody new coming in or people coming back for this in this space or is this just all the players that have been here all kind of like coming into one space to play uh, entirely doubt any new entrants are coming in. Uh, I guess the counter to that opinion would just be, you know, the headlines, and and that's why I think 
you know, we probably haven't hit top despite some of us wanting it desperately for it to be, just for the sake of like being able to use the chain properly, for God's sakes. Uh, like the headlines on like Yahoo Finance and whatever else are still like, oh, people are making 10,000x on uh, Pepe. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and all this other stuff. So until it becomes like to Sadie's point, like, oh, like someone sibled a uh, hundred mints of other side and people lost uh eight figures in in gas alone on one night um like you know there's still uh yeah like participants greedy or dumb enough to to continue this this charade right <laughs> grant always brings the brings the heat <laughs> yeah and as someone who's admittedly retail like i can't you know i can't control the way the market flows i'm just gonna participate in this illiquid clown game until until it ends yeah i i mean it's it, it feels to me a lot like that okay so we're in the middle of this shitcoin meta it is uh quite interesting and the fascinating thing to me has been like i i, I don't know if you guys have felt this way but i have not looked at nfts like i just brought up blur for the first time in like three days like it feels like NFTs are on ice for the foreseeable future. Um, but I know that there's some people that are looking at stuff. Is is anybody in this group, the the people that are here, is anybody like shopping right now? Or are we just all not convinced that they've got any juice in them for a while? Does anybody, I would normally call on somebody, but I'm not sure if anybody has a, th a strong thought on this. I mean, I, I've been shopping for NFTs. You know, you still have these farming dumps that you can capitalize off of. Um, the ladies are doing pretty good. Um, so I, I think there's like pockets of opportunity. And, and you know, the interesting of blend is, is that you can do this on a relatively capital light basis. And so I, I'm kind of buying some things on like 30, 40% um, down with like a 60% LTV loan and I'm paying 0% interest. So interesting. It just you know with the it, it's a relatively low cost of carry, and so you can you can go into higher conviction plays and and kind of just sit in a while and and there's just really like you know like obviously the value is well fluctuating you can lose money but but you're not paying twenty thirty percent interest to kind of stay in the trade and that's that 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 is actually like a big deal in my mind because it relieves a lot of you know the opportunity cost of capital with having your your eth in, in a liquid jpeg and now you right. can have less of your eth in liquid jpeg and get you know get a heavily subsidized loan on blend uh and just write it out that's interesting so uh i, I mean i think i moved on from the shitcoin space maybe a little too fast but also like i do want to think about what that means to be like do you, I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to get with that is that the, you're, I mean, Eric or most people on here are probably not buying and holding JPEGs for long-term investment necessarily, but I keep looking at something like punks, right? Which feels like at this point, which I think is still sitting under 50, a pretty interesting long-term investment. But my, I guess what I was asking before is like, is, are any of these JPEGs feeling like they are buys here for more than a short-term play where you're going to kind of try to move it up. Like, I mean, I think, Eric, what you're talking about is Miladies as something that you kind of like, you buy on the short-term, but you're not looking to kind of like figure, you're not trying to hold them for any sort of significant amount of time. If somebody were to say like, okay, I think this might be a good time to buy a punk because I think that in a year from now, it's going to be worth something. 
Do you feel like we're entering a period where that's a, we're at a bottom there, or do you feel like we still have some farther to go? Oh, that I honestly don't know. <laughs> I think I think I think we'll we'll have a lot, probably a lot farther to go on on, on a bunch of collections. Um, just my gut feel. Yeah, it, that's it, my it, gut feel too. Yeah, I, yeah, it feels like we've got. I feel like that there's a there's another down leg still happening in the NFT space, and but I have no idea. This is the thing that feels so confusing to me right now because none of the attention is on it right now, and yet it seems to have found some sort of a bottom, which is interesting to me. At least, at least for the top whatever five to seven collections. Um, Grant, are you in any NFTs? Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm assuming you're still in Azuki's, but are you in any other NFTs right now? Yeah, you know, reasonably sized bags and a few other collections. Um, people are bored and playing with shit coins because, well, yeah, there's there's been no good developments, right? Like the yeah. ones that have retained, you know, some some semblance of floor stability and. Uh, I really don't want to use the word, but I guess community um, are just slow playing <laughs> everything, right? From yeah. art reveals to potential drops to hell, even like uh, fundraising announcements will tease for like two or three months, like an entire quarter before before they drop anything. Uh, as to your question, I don't really. I mean, like my my stock capital to play in this this game is smaller, so I I am obsessed with picking bottoms, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah. you know if you more capital than me uh and you you know truly believe some assets have uh you know have have lindy properties uh and our actual art uh then none of this should be none of this should phase you right uh and I, I guess i'll talk about it from my perspective right like compare in comparison to when i first started which was like the mid to late tail end of, of the bull market like i feel better because i think the L1 market and and even some of the surrounding side chains have better infrastructure uh, yeah. around it. Uh, and me personally, I think I know the lay of the land better. Like who's, um, you know, who's a double-edged sword and who who I can count on in in times of need. Uh, and I just feel more ready for whatever the next cycle is going to be. I can see how it's challenging for a newcomer, but I, I think you know trial by fire is is what crypto is, is all about, right? Uh, yeah. So I don't. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not super concerned, right? I think it's just waiting for the cycle of liquidity to play out because right now uh, it just sucks to be to be participating in any kind of risk market, essentially. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Sadie, what about you? Are you? I know you're not a person that really buys and holds NFTs at all, but are you looking at NFTs as a in, at any sort of investment level here because of where they're at it, compared to shitcoins? So I have a theory about this, um, which is that Blur did more lending volume on NFTs, I think, this week than every other marketplace combined. And we're in a shitcoin meadow where people are throwing tons of dollars at shitcoins. Um, and I have a feeling I know where those dollars are coming from. <laughs> and sense. so I think there will be a buying opportunity. I mean, what's the downside? The loan is 0% interest. You can't lose. It's impossible. Isn't it callable anytime? I don't understand. Um, anyway, I think I think NFTs go lower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's callable after twenty four hours. So basically, after twenty hour twenty four hours, you know, anyone can say, "Give me my money," uh, and then you go into the auction process. And and if it's no one else wants to pick up your loan, you get you get liquidated, and they break your legs. So, but 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 right now, it's 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 good because because 
because everyone's farming the um the airdrop incentives and so there there's a lot of appetite to actually pick up loans or you know you can just very very easily refi um which is kind of what i've been doing when my loans get cold so what are you doing with that eth eric that you're that you're getting out of the loan uh, i'm not really i'm not really um putting it into shit coins um i am looping it a bit by to in in the sense that you know i can i can basically man like pay off all of the loans if i have to um but i'm just kind of keeping it light as to not tie up capital in case i need it for something else um my intent is that when some of the um lending vaults do go live later this month to roll a positive carry um trade by just using the NFTs for financing and deploying the proceeds into one of these vaults where I can some earn earn some interest. So instead of, you know, just like borrowing at zero, I'm actually borrowing to to earn like 10, 15%. I, I, I admire that. And it is a lot more work that I want to do. But I know that's why you end up doing better than I do in the long run anyway, because that is a smart play. I just did so much to think about in terms of the space of doing this stuff. Uh, but that's great. I think that will, in general, make us a better, happier uh, uh, NFT market. Hopefully, if there's that stuff available. Yeah, but by 100% agree with City. Like people are taking out these fucking loans to 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 go to shitcoins. Shit and when yeah. that inevitably ends, and they can't pay back the loans, where we we can only go in one direction. Yes, 100%. And that and and it will inevitably end. And I think we're not that far away from the end. I think there was a story about the guy who this is not a loan, but there was a guy who sold an ape at like 45 put it all into pepe and that money is now worth 25 so that is a story that you will probably see play out a number of times as people try to chase gains over the next three to five days like we'll see how much longer we have of this three to five days i mean there's a world okay so the other thing i think we should transition into which is the big thing that's gonna that a lot of people are waiting on i think is tomorrow's big financial news i think that there's a lot of people uh, unaware and, and still trying to figure out like what's going to come out of the CPI tomorrow. Um, what's your take on this? And, and is there any sort of sense in the TradFi markets as to where people are expecting this to go? Yeah, I, I think people expect it to come in hot. No, we'll, we'll stop being because because you know if you see uh, at the, on the probability of a rate increase, you've seen the you've seen the probabilities of a June increase start to creep up. So so I there is definitely a lot of. Um, risk aversion i feel like going into this print uh simply because like if you get a hot cpi print it kind of under it reinforces the need for higher rates for longer undermines you know the the, w w the narrative that we're kind of currently in which is hey like we gotta loosen up or else we're gonna have uh, a full-scale banking crisis yada 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 um but it's it just you know honestly like i don't know i don't really think in the long run it matters I just, it's it just trading on these crazy prints when there's so many eyeballs on them is, is generally speaking, not positive EV for most. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, my going thing is, is yeah, like, fuck, it probably comes in hot. Um, and then it just sort of makes the narrative more complicated. You know, maybe we do get another increase in June. There's more tightening, but and and then like every three weeks we'll get like another regional bank that kind of goes down because because the regional banks kind of don't work right now in a in a in a higher interest rate environment, um and honestly they don't they probably don't 
need to exist. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and so and then you know you kind of go into the secular narrative, which goes back to the Balaji thing, which is hey, like you're gonna keep the rate longer, but you're just gonna expand the balance sheet on the back end and pump money into the system that way. Uh, and that creates the basement of the U.S. dollar, yada yada yada. You know, blah blah blah. It, it just, it it it. I think like overall, like if you're trying to get a understanding of what the impact of a hot CPI print is on your shit coins, seek help. Um, <laughs> but but you know, like I I I think like I I don't honestly I don't I don't think this materially changes the overall trajectory things. Yeah, I mean, my feeling with shitcoins is when you look at what all the stuff that's going on right now, the only thing that seems like it really affects it to me is the price of ETH and Bitcoin because I think this is just me in, in a non-traditional um, common sense wisdom sort of way looking at uh, when ETH was moving significantly up or at least stable up, it, that was what kind of drove a lot of the space. And then we had a little bit of a dip on ETH and Bitcoin and so much of the world in this space is reactionary that people I think got all freaked out about stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I grant. I feel like you're a good person to come to for the pessimistic take in general. But uh, you've also been expecting there to be a pretty decent sized sell off at some point. Uh, are you expecting that to be the case coming up here? What What is your kind of take on where the ETH and Bitcoin world lives in comparison to the TradFi stuff? Sorry, I've been spending the past three minutes looking for the Dex Tools link for CPI, so I'm not really <laughs> sure what you want from me. Oh my god! Uh, I don't have a take for for this week, really, but yeah, I'm, I'm expecting second half of this year to be just a, a rough ride, and it, it might be like the last bit of the uh, the pain or, or the bear market. And I'm just barely going off like the average, you know, length of cycles here. That's it. Like every time we think something is different from history it's yeah. it's not right so that's how i'm going to treat it basically well so here's a question i have for you because i'm so curious it feels like to me this shitcoin run feels weirdly a lot like the the shib safe moon shitcoin run minus like obviously the economy was in a lot better shape is there any world in which like this shitcoin run does what that did in my when uh, watching from afar, which kind of led to this NFT run, or do we feel like that we're just in such a shittier place from the overall cycle that that doesn't seem even remotely possible? If it goes on long enough that the numbers get really big and people make just a shit ton of money, then ironically, I think that yields to you know I don't know an NFT run or an alt season or flows back to the majors. What you don't want is like a small shitcoin season where everyone loses their money, but no new entrants come in. The longer right. it goes, I think the more, you know, the better your odds. Right. And I guess that goes back to what we were saying earlier about the narratives that kind of like leak out into the main world. It's interesting. One of the things that I kept thinking was going to happen with Turbo, which is why I was pretty bullish on it in the beginning. You know, it's still done really well, obviously, but like I really believe that Turbo was going to have a mainstream narrative where you had this guy who created this coin on his own with ChatGPT and that it was going to get picked up and put into like all sorts of places. And, you know, according to him, I think. Uh, today he had tweeted something like, I can't believe about the financial and mainstream press I'm doing on this token. So who knows, maybe something's still to come out. But it's clearly not the same press that stuff got in 2021, which was obviously the world had not been exposed to crypto at large 
Um, I assume that most of you agree with this, and I think we talked a little bit about this last time, but that the mainstream story of crypto is still very tainted and doesn't seem like it's cleaned off in any sort of way. I mean, I would also imagine that if people are making money hand over fist, that there would be enough of a narrative there. But I don't know, Eric, do you think that there's a sense that the mainstream press is like avoiding crypto stories, even if they're like the ones from 2021? Yeah, I, I think it's also a point in time thing, right? Like when crypto came onto the scene in 2021, you know, it it, it was it wasn't playing like that. It was the dominant narrative. It was like fintech summer. People were like, oh, this is the future of, of finance. You know, the blockchain is a revolutionary technology. It's hitting critical mass, right? And and you've had, um, you've had basically like every every crypto web three startup like go vertical in the private or public market you know coinbase came out at what like 200 bucks or, or some ridiculous number yeah right and and that point like you know SBF was this like like generational wunderkind who 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 kind of started this exchange uh and it's one on track to become like one of the richest you know people in their in their 30s uh and and so it, it, it the the setup there is like okay like you know, this is this is a technological breakthrough, and you have like the smartest minds in the world working on it. Now, to Grant's point, we we kind of just fucking look like a joke, like it's just a <laughs> clown show, right? Like every 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 major you know talking head, like figurehead from the last cycle, has basically been publicly pants, uh, and then and then proceeded to be tarred and feathered. A lot of people have lost money, uh, and this I think this mentality, like to Sadie's point, of like you know, when it's up only, right? Like it's just positive mental reinforcement. And so when you make money, you're gonna you're gonna roll it back into the casino and make more money. And that creates reflexivity, um, which 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 creates kind of these manias where like prices just spike, right? And now right. I think like everyone that's in the space has been burnt. Um we don't really have new real entrance. So the first time somebody hits like a a, a win their incentive is to take profit. And so they, there is a lot more rational profit taking in these situations. And I, I think that acts as like a big suppressor um, on, on, you know, on the shitcoin meta in terms of like how far these things can go. Like obviously like Pepe still went to like insane heights, right? But it's it's a, like, a, you know, it's a far cry from like, I don't know what, like the $80 billion that, that Doge yeah. went to during the prior yeah. peak. Um, and so we're doing this on the, but on a smaller scale because, uh, because you know, um, everyone now knows like you know what is gold like doesn't last forever, and and so we we take money off the table. Yeah, I think that's actually a really interesting point, which is that enough people have been burnt in the last year on different things that they're not willing to just kind of double down and roll the dice on things. They're they're being much more conservative, weirdly. Um, and those that aren't are getting wrecked pretty bad. Um, okay, well, uh, I think there is weirdly like one of those weeks where like because the shitcoin thing is dominated so much. I guess I guess we might as well ask. Okay, what? This is a stupid question, but I'll, I'll answer it first so everybody feels fine with answering it. And my question is going to be: Is when you see a shitcoin the first time, what about it draws you in, and why? And I will tell you my. This is my my general strategy for shitcoins and it's probably pretty stupid but i uh i oftentimes will see or find a name the name is a big thing 
I have a, a set after having been in this space for a couple of years, I have a pretty decent understanding of like, okay, this, this name's happened before. This has been done before. This is interesting. This is not interesting. And then I will go to see if the Twitter exists. If the Twitter exists, it's a plus one for me. If the Twitter does not exist, it's a definite, probably like a minus one. Uh, and then I basically uh, decide uh, pretty quickly after watching from like, you know, it just starting to say like, a twenty-five to fifty thousand dollar market cap. If it's something that's interesting to me, without finding out from other people, uh, and then I'll put money in it. And then those kind of things, nine out of ten of them rug, <laughs> and the one that doesn't usually does okay. Uh, and then the other side of this is obviously hearing from people who are are interesting and have been following different tokens or some sort of presale. But the name is often the thing that drives it for me, which sounds insane. And if if anybody else invested based on on names, it seems crazy. But that is my process. Um, Sadie, what what about a shitcoin dry draws you in? Like when you are looking and you are seeing different kinds of shitcoins, what are the what is the thing or things that most stand out to you, and what makes you buy? So I think you covered it pretty well. The one thing I would add is if the name is in lowercase letters, that's an immediate no. Interesting. That's, just, that's rug central. Also, <laughs> another another shitcoin ick is if they put the dollar sign in the name. Yes, yes. Big ick. That's Big like, ick. absolutely not. Do not do yeah. that. Triple ick. Um, triple ick. Last, read-only telegrams. You're making me go to tele... Twitter is read-only telegram. Just put it there. I would also say there's things that I've learned going into telegrams that are real uh, icks as well. One big ick is um, uh, a telegram that does not have any lock on it whatsoever when you first appear because that just shows you that people do not know what they're doing. They do have they have zero idea what's happening. The other thing is, yeah, a read-only telegram is a very good sign of a rug unless it's a token that was like crazy hyped and you know is real. Because generally, a read-only telegram means that they don't want people talking shit about them uh, at the time. So I totally agree. Uh, Grant, what about you? What do you look for in a good uh, shitcoin? What is your like go-to uh, when you see something you're going to buy no matter what? Uh, I'm the wrong person to ask. I've met her <laughs> the last couple of weeks pretty hard. So I think it's just like simple enough. Like Tappy, I think is like the probably the best example. Like if any of you use TikTok, like. I use it because my girlfriend sends me like cat videos and capybara videos and capybara videos are just unavoidable like for for whatever reason like the algorithm just sicks them on you and you're like oh they're kind of cute like large dog sized rodents uh, and you know dropping something that's like subliminally in your mind is yeah I think probably the best way to go for, for shit coins. All right, so there we go. Subliminal messages from things that uh, you see on TikTok. That's a good, a good sign. Uh, and uh, Eric, what about you? Is there is there something in a shitcoin that gets you to decide to buy it um, specifically? No, not, not really. I, I'm <laughs> not the right person to ask this question. <laughs> I love that we have these incredibly smart traditional finance people who have been made a shit ton of money off of big investments. And now you've got people like aping into something called Ralph. You know what I mean? It's, and it's called Ralph and it's a... It's a like a stick figure drawing of a guy throwing up, and that's and that's why it's going to work because it's an incredible meme and it, it, Ralph, Ralph to the moon essentially. It's it's one of the weirdest, but honestly, like it is one of the more fun times in this space because it it's like somebody said. I think I can't remember who said it earlier, but it is like you just are kind of throwing all the rules out the wind out the out the window. You're just like, well, 
let's see what happens here. Let's see how this one goes. And then I think the other, the advice I would also give is like, uh, I, 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 you know, every once in a while, it makes sense to hold on to something for a long time. But I think the smartest people probably in this space kind of dip in and dip out of these relatively quickly. But the hardest other thing is like, you know, that's where the biggest wins can come from sometimes too, if you just hold on to something for an irrationally long amount of time. Um, I think that's kind of it for this episode because it's really, there's not a crazy amount of stuff else to talk about. Does anybody else want to say anything before we go? Because I feel like we're just in the middle of this season that's just, this is all it is. This is, feels like all it is, right? I'll say one thing, um, Funky, which is that you you just made a comparison about TradFi and shitcoins. And yes, the circumstances of those types of investments are very different. But I do think one thing is consistent, which is that culture is alpha. Like stupid is alpha. Yeah. Degen is alpha. And respecting culture and understanding it and being a part of it is is ultimately how you make money in any market. That's really interesting. And I think that's a very smart and well-observed point because this is what we're seeing in reflecting these shitcoins is the culture of Twitter, is the culture of the world that has been created around crypto. So I think that's super smart. Um, yeah, I think that's great. Uh, any other last words, Grant or Eric? Please subscribe to yeah. this podcast. Uh, I'm very poor because I mid-curved all the shitcoins in the last two weeks. We, Please. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I kind of laugh a little bit because like we made this, you know, people, they made this shitcoin four. And it's off like the CZ thing, um, and and I I think it's really funny because like in Chinese culture four is like the literally the unluckiest number you can have oh, because it rhymes really? with death, and so so like you know the the, the CZ is going out like saying four, and we're all just like rhythmically chanting four, and the underlying subtext is it, it like almost makes us look like this just brainwashed like death cult, you know. <laughs> Well, not that surprising. And, and so, like, if anything does actually happen to Binance, like, when we look back, the the fact that we were all saying four was probably a pretty probably red, a bad idea. Yeah, the canary in the gold mine. Um, but I, I, I just, it, it just, I, I always get a chuckle when I kind of think about that. That's great. Well, the funny thing is, as we were on this podcast, uh, Goner went and topped, and then it crashed, uh, pretty much crashed, and now. It's on its way back a little bit, so you never know what's going to happen. Uh, in the course of 45 minutes to an hour, fortunes can be made, lost, and then made again, and then probably lost again. So uh, why don't you all join us next week? Um, hopefully there'll be uh, something slightly more interesting. Uh, not that this isn't interesting. It's just a very weird thing. Uh, yeah, look at that. The Goner uh, uh, green candle has started, everybody. So... Welcome back to the uh, uh, wild west of shitcoins in the world of mid-curve. So we'll see you all next week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks to everybody here. Um, I decided not to ask everybody what they're looking forward to because I assume we're all looking forward to an unusual week of when this is going to end. So uh, we'll talk to everybody else later and uh, see you next week. Bye.